When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo Tom Brady. He may be retired from the NFL, but he is giving another sport a try. Not as a a player, Mojo, but as an owner because TB12 has bought a piece of a WNBA franchise, Mojo. Uh, Brady is now a part owner of the Las Vegas Aces, the reigning WNBA champions, by the way. What else would you expect from uh, one of the most winningest athletes ever? Uh, But Tom Brady, uh, we found out uh, just uh, late yesterday that he has bought an in uh, on Mark Davis's franchise. Now, Mark Davis, of course, is uh, more famously known as the owner of the Raiders. He bought the team back in 2021, Mojo, and now we're not sure exactly how much Tom Brady owns, but a piece of that team is his, and you've got to figure that this is a huge deal for the WNBA to be in business with somebody like Brady. Absolutely. You're bringing the GOAT over to the WNBA. This is a huge win for everybody, and if you're Tom Brady, this is what you do, right? If you're a retired rich guy that accomplished all your success on the field, you got to find ways to do it off the field. And buying up some sports franchises makes a lot of sense. Obviously, being a part of an ownership group for an NFL franchise, not something that he wants to do. It's keeping him too passionately and intimately involved with the game, which he cho- chose to retire from. So WNBA makes a lot of sense. Uh, He's obviously bought a pickleball team as well. Yep. So he's looking up for things to buy left and right. I don't know what's going to be next, but as far as the WNBA is concerned, buying up a team in Las Vegas, hey, maybe you don't want to play there because of distractions, but owning the team there and being able to visit and check out and enjoy the perks of the city not such a bad thing. No, not at all. I think that's a pretty darn good reason. Obviously, they've got a lot of good players, too. Kelsey Plum. I mean, they're pretty stacked, and that's why they won the championship last year. i got to be honest. I'm not so sure, Mojo, that he doesn't want to get into uh, NFL ownership just because these the NFL prints money. I mean, they are such a, a powerhouse, so popular, and they bring in so much revenue that I, I honestly – I would have, I would bet Mojo that he does want to get in with an NFL franchise, and I do have the thought that now that he is business partners with Mark Davis, maybe he's able to sort of inch his way in and get a piece of that Raiders team, which you could uh, you could imagine being worth something like six or seven billion dollars. I mean, the bottom line here is that. Uh, Superstar athletes, I'm talking guys uh, of the stature of LeBron James, of Tom Brady. These guys used to not be able to get into ownership. They didn't have the money, but that's not the case anymore. 
I, I really think, Mojo, you're going to see guys like Tom Brady, LeBron James, and other superstar athletes. Michael Jordan has done it. You're going to see these guys not get into coaching anymore. It's not what they're going to do. We're talking team ownership. Ownership here. And that's, um, I think, the first move uh, that Tom Brady just made. Part owner of Las Vegas Aces. We'll see where he goes from here. All right, Mojo, moving on from one quarterback who owned the Bills for a decade to another quarterback who's about to own the Buffalo Bills, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Said that for our producer, Connor. He knows I'm a big Bills uh, supporter, Mojo. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. So remember, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he had a resurgence in his career, and that's in large part why we're talking about Aaron being such a big piece and shifting the power in the AFC, because the guy had a resurgence in his career. People thought Aaron Rodgers might be washed, and then what does he do? He ends up winning back-to-back MVPs. And you remember, Mojo, we've spoken about this on the show. He credited that a psychedelic uh, ayahuasca with enlightening him him and allowing him to play at this incredible level on the field. Now, we are actually learning a little bit more about that South American trip where he took the psychedelic. And he was with somebody, Mojo, that if you would have you know, given me, say, hey, give me 100 guesses, I never would have guessed that this guy was there for that experience. Jake Paul did ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers, Mojo. Now, according to Jake Paul, Aaron has not come out and confirmed uh, the account himself, but the problem child was on Fox News Digital recently, was speaking with them, and uh, that's when he he revealed that, yeah, that he was actually with Aaron, and uh, they shared that experience together, and I was shocked. We got a new tag team, Babe Cock, uh, the Ayahuasca allies? I don't know. I'm trying I like to that. get some alliteration going here. I, like, I got to figure. I like that. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, surprised that you know Aaron Rodgers never mentioned uh, Jake Paul's involvement. Maybe it's because he didn't want to essentially throw someone in the bus, like expose somebody and their 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 habits off of camera. That's a, definitely a stand up thing to do. Uh, I'm surprised this is coming out this late that no one volunteered this information sooner. Yeah. It seems like something uh, Jake Paul might have might have came out speaking about almost immediately afterwards. But hey, I guess it makes sense, right? Two extremely polarizing guys hanging out doing a polarizing activity. Uh, Tag team makes sense if you're asking me. Yeah, I think so too. They're both huge stars. They're both very polarizing figures. But I think you put that stuff aside, uh, at their cores, they're just two very spiritual people. And um, yeah, I can picture them doing ayahuasca together. Not too often that you have royalty sitting next to you, but uh, yeah, don't laugh. Don't (laughs) laugh. Uh, We have... Uh, Our friend Biagio Ali Walsh, of course, a damn good MMA fighter, albeit still an amateur fighter. And of course, uh, people obviously will recognize uh, that last name. Ali, you are uh, Muhammad Ali's grandson, as we have talked about in the past, Biagio. First of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, You have uh, on April 7th, you have a fight coming up. So we've got a lot of stuff to get into. Yep. Before we get into individual fights, though, and I know this is something that you have talked about before. I think you and I have, have spoken about this. You chose to get into combat sports, Mm -hmm. and uh, your grandfather is uh, not just one of the most influential athletes, but one of the most influential people, period, Mm -hmm. uh, ever, right? The absolute greatest. 
and you are doing a little bit different of a sport. Obviously, we're talking mm-hmm. combat uh, boxing versus um, MMA, but still yeah. combat sports. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say hey, that's crazy to get into what your grandpa, uh, you know, to, to get into the uh, line of work when your grandfather was uh, who he was. Yeah, you know, uh, anyone stepping into a cage or a ring, I think they got to be a little bit crazy, you know. Well, uh, you got to be period. No matter period, who your dad, you know, it, mom, grandpa, yeah, it grandma, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, to do that, to to step in a ring or cage, you know, you got to have a little bit of a craziness yeah. i'd say yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but what about the pressure i mean it's 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 michael jordan's kids getting into basketball yeah. i mean it's it's like that mm-hmm. was there trepidation was uh do you feel a lot of pressure on your shoulders because if you go out there and suck i mean yeah that's not what people are expecting out of me yeah no uh the the pressure is going to always be there you know uh yeah. obviously since that i'm now uh participating in a combat sport you know I think maybe the pressure elevated a little bit yeah but uh you know I had that pressure when I was playing football you know uh, everyone Muhammad Ali's grandson could he do this could he do that you know any sport that I play me and my brother both you know we would still have that pressure just because of who we're related to but now that you know my brother's boxing and and I'm uh fighting in MMA uh the pressure is kind of elevated but you know it's just I think what's more important is just dealing with that pressure and um how do you I've, deal with the pressure how uh, yeah. i i just uh i kind of just go with the flow you know yeah. uh, luckily uh in high school i uh was introduced to a lot of media attention mm-hmm. in high school and it i think it prepared me a lot for like right now you know uh, just mm-hmm. being able to sit here and talk to yeah. you in front of all these cameras and and microphones and whatnot um i think that dealing uh, with that in high school helped prepare me for stuff like this. So I think that that also helps with dealing with the pressure, right. too. Style-wise, mm-hmm. uh, are, are you more of a, a, a power guy, even more so than uh, I don't think you'd call your grandfather like a knockout artist, though he mm-hmm. obviously had a lot of knockouts, but right more, more the, the finesse and the movement. You seem like you were just boom, just you know, putting yeah. on these guys. Is that is your style different from your grandfather's in that respect, or am I wrong on that? Um, you know, he he always said, "Float like a butterfly, yeah. sting like a bee," right? right. So that's you what look I like. like. You really sting that's, like like a. I, I want to sting like a, a scorpion. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so that sting. honestly, like that that is what I would say my style is like. You know, you float, you're light, yeah, you're smooth, and then. When you go, it stings, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's the kind of style that I want to portray. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the the uh, the April 7th fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you just recently <laughs> had uh, your opponent named, so now you actually know who you can prepare for here. Uh, it's mm-hmm. happening uh, at PFL2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting stuff. So mm-hmm. tell us about who you're fighting, uh, ch- the challenges present, what you know about uh, your guy, and what you mm-hmm. expect when you finally step in that cage. Yeah, so I'm fighting uh, this guy from Flagstaff, uh, Arizona. His yeah. name's Isaiah Figueroa. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about him. Yeah. I know he wrestled in high school a little guy bit. New as well, right? I think he yeah. had two or three he, fights, something like yeah, that. He yeah, he had two fights. He's one and one. Is that hard to prepare for a guy that you really – it's not like you – you can't flick on YouTube and watch uh, footage yeah. of this guy. I've seen like a couple clips. I've never seen a full fight. Right. But um, one thing I like to do is just focus on me yeah. and, and focus on what I need to do right. in there. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really know that much about him, but uh, you know, I do know that he's going to bring it. Yeah. You know, he's on a big stage. He's fighting uh, Muhammad Ali's grandson, yeah. so he's going to bring it. So I'm prepared for that, and um, yeah. 
I really do think the pressure would probably crumble a lot of people who are trying to go into something where you're like, how can I ever live up to what my family accomplished? Yeah. Uh, the fact that you can do it and you've been so impressive, yeah. uh, that's a credit to you, mm -hmm. man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for brother. having me. Of course. Thank you. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, AEW star Dax Harwood is going to join us. We're going to ask him straight up, why are you putting your career on the line for a title? And that's exactly what he's doing. His tag team loses. He's out of AEW. We're going to hear from Dax Harwood next on TMZ Sports. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. I am your host, Mojo Mutati, and today we have an extremely special guest. Stick with me for a bit because it's going to take a while to work through this resume right here. But we have a man who is one half of arguably the greatest tag team in professional wrestling history, a former AEW World Tag Team Champion. They were the tag champs in AAA. Let me read this out here. IWGP, Ring of Honor, three-time champs in WWE, two-time champs in NXT, the first ever Triple Crown Tag Champ, Tag Team of the Year, Match of the Year, Feud of the Year winner, and personally, the recipient of the Mojo Award for the hardest clothesline I've ever received in my entire life. Dax Harwood joins us on the show today. Dax, how you doing, brother? It's good and, to and after that, we're all out of time. Let's go. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The resume is absolutely absurd. Very well world traveled. You've won all of the world's major titles. Hey, let's just jump in and ask, where does this put you in all-time greatest tag teams ever in wrestling history? Oh my God, dude, what a loaded question. I, you know, I, I don't want to, I'd never want to answer that. I mean, Cash and myself, we work hard, you know, we, we work towards the goal of being the greatest tag team of all time. I'd never want to put myself in that class on my podcast. We're doing a uh, greatest tag team of all time tournament. And I decided to not include us because I didn't want it to be an endeavor where we were just trying to, uh, we were trying to like, uh, uh self-please i guess and uh not self-pleased in the way you're probably thinking but uh but uh, <laughs> but but a way that i'm not putting myself over uh just because i look at those guys and man sometimes i think like even though arn will text me or brett will text me or dennis Condry will text me and say you are the greatest tag team i've ever seen i would never want to put myself in that class because they are in my opinion a class of their own Talk about cash for a second. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a tag team here, and one has to be as good as the other, really has to be on the same lane. It's kind of easy to be successful in one promotion when you got the rocket and the machine behind you, but to go literally everywhere 
where you might not be their guy and still find a way to come out on top and win gold, you got to have a great partner with you, I'm assuming. Yeah, and dude, you know him. You know, personally, he is an incredible human being. And he and I have known each other before WWE. We we knew each other. We had heard about each other. In the North Carolina independent scene, there weren't uh, very many great talent you could work with. And so the, the the good talent, few and far between, we knew of each other. You know, we, we heard about each other. And so we would try to talk to the promoters and, and have matches together so we could get it on film, so we could send it in and hopefully get a job. He and I never got an opportunity to meet face-to-face until we had a tryout in WWE. Um, and that was the first time we met. They put us in a, in a match together. And we called everything in the ring and right then a friendship was formed. He's an incredible human being. He's going to be there at my live event and uh, or my live show in LA on March 30th. And I can't wait till, till he gets the opportunity to speak about his backstory and his life because, uh, it, it will tell you why he is such an incredible human being. Well, your live show is definitely going to be one for the books that everyone should put on their calendars, which is going to be made even unbelievably more interesting after uh, this coming week. You guys have a tag title match coming up on AEW television against the guns with a very interesting stipulation that you suggested. If you guys don't win the tag titles back, you're done with AEW. Why did you make that stipulation a thing? Tell us a little bit about this match. You know, what happens if you win? What happens if you don't? What's next? Yeah, so intrigue is the whole reason that uh, I, I, I mentioned this match because wrestling is built around intrigue and it's built around new and uh, and, and spont- spontaneity. That's what wrestling is built around, emotion and how you feel. Uh, and it's no secret that my real life, me and Cash's real life, our, our contract's coming up uh, in mid-April. We left the WWE uh, in the beginning of April of 2020. And uh, immediately got signed up with uh, AEW. So it's not a secret that our three-year deals are up in April. And uh, a lot of people have been talking about where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Cash and I have been talking about what we're going to do. And there are a lot of things that we have to think about for our future. Like, uh, you know, I'm 38 years old now. Uh, my family, my time with my daughter who in, in WWE, you know, we were always on the go, dude. Never a time to, to rest for a second. So I missed so much of her life. So that's something I have to put into perspective too when i'm thinking about my future and the match you know it's going to be a hard-hitting match just like all of our other matches and and uh i have a feeling it's going to be a great match as well but the intrigue is what's going to uh, make people tune in so that's kind of why i set the stipulation so then we got the match and then we got your live show march 30th where can we watch it uh fight tv if you go to fight tv if you can't come live to the uh to the uh, Biltmore Hotel in LA on March 30th, then um, Fight TV is going to be airing it live. If you're in LA, because it's going to be around WrestleCon time, around WrestleMania time, it's the biggest um, it's the biggest weekend in wrestling history. So if you're going to be there, I would implore you to come hang out. If you get a chance to come say, hey, I would love to see everybody. Um, our fans are top of the line, dude. Me and Cash, I, I can't say enough about them. I, I love them so much. All right, Dax Harwood, thank you so much for joining us here on TMZ Sports. We will all be looking forward to your live show March 30th on Fight TV. Uh, It's been a long time, man. It's good to see you, brother. Dude, I owe you so much. Uh, I I wish I was more, uh, back when we hung out, I I wish I was more receptive of everybody around me and receptive of the times. But now looking back on it in hindsight, dude, it was the... It was probably the greatest time of my life, and I'm so glad you were part of it, dude, and I, I hope to see you soon.
Mojo, Conor McGregor. He's one of the greatest trash talkers in all the sports. I mean, this guy has got the uh, sharpest of tongues, but he's also a dad, Mojo, and he's got a softer side. And Conor proved it. He showed it uh, recently when he took his three adorable little kids to Disney World. Right in your backyard, Mojo, in uh, Orlando, Florida, of course, that being the, and I live in California now, but that being the better of the Disney parks, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, was in Orlando. He was at the Animal Kingdom. Look at him, pushing a stroller around, Mojo. This is Conor McGregor, the notorious champ champ, the biggest UFC star of all time, but daddy duty calls. I'm a little upset at this Babcock, I'm just gonna say oh, you're you telling me today when he's already gone from the park, I live <laughs> 20 minutes away from Disney World, man. I could have gone out there and hung out with the notorious one. He's in my backyard, right. baby. This, this is my house. Orlando, Disney World, <laughs> we go all the time. I'm a big Disney guy, so I'm a big kid at heart. Uh, the thing that surprises me a most the most about this is that he wasn't getting mobbed everywhere. Like I can't maybe people didn't think it was him. Maybe they weren't expecting him to be pushing a stroller. Maybe they didn't think he'd have a smile on his face and not threaten him to fight somebody. Right. Or- have you seen what happens when people approach Conor McGregor in the past, Mojo? I mean, ooh, there's been dollies, there's been a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah, but he's with his kids, and those people will have their kids with them, likely. So they got to think that they can get away with it then. I don't know. You never know. But he's wearing bright pink. He was asking for the attention, and he didn't get it. Uh, Lucky day for for Mr. McGregor and the family. Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest, Conor McGregor, 99.9% of the time, awesome with his fans. And he's got some of the most loyal fans in all of sports, not just in MMA. Uh, We've got to go, Mojo, big sports weekend. We're going to find out who is going on to the Final Four. Uh, March Madness really, really heating up. We also have a special treat because on Monday, we are actually, Mojo, going to talk to Mr. Cam Newton as he attempts to make his way back uh, to the NFL. And yes, the former MVP is going to break his silence, Mojo. That's Monday. Going to be great. Yeah, and the best part being that their Maryland Terrapins women's basketball team will definitely be advancing tomorrow, which will make it the best show since Got it!